back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really did promise myself that I was not going to sing on this podcast. Um, but here we are. We are singing, my friends. <laughs> Welcome back to the raw feeling space. I hope you guys are doing well. I have been on a long journey, as we all know, and I am finally back in Toronto, finally back to my home, Um, and it feels really good, really good to be back. Um, So on this episode, I thought I would cover the five things I learned about healing over the last two months that I was with my family back in my hometown, just kind of working through a lot of my traumas and doing a lot of inner child work. Those types of things have brought me to a place of understanding of healing on a different level that I thought I would share with you. So I broke it down into just five things I've learned. So hopefully this helps and you guys are interested. I love you guys very much. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into it. Oh my goodness, I can't even tell you guys how good it feels to be back in my space with my incense burning and all of my crystals and all of my meditation room. You know, I'm just so happy to be back in my space, but I really learned Oh, my Lanta, I learned a lot over the last two months, and I know I broke some of it down in in my last podcast, so I'm hoping you guys enjoyed that a little bit. I definitely, after that one, I had a vulnerability hangover. If you don't know what that is, it's like after you've been extremely, extremely vulnerable, you feel like that pit in your stomach, and you're like, oh gosh, I shared, I overshared. But I know it's important, so I'm, I'm pushing myself to explore my own vulnerability by sharing with you guys in hopes that you guys can find some sort of solace or just comfort in, in knowing that life is messy and I'm no exception to that. My life is no exception to that. Uh, yeah, I'm almost 30 and I have still so much healing to do. So with that being said, I just really wanted to focus on the five things that I've learned the most about healing in the last two months. I think that, truthfully, I think that we all have things to heal, whether we've been through really horrible traumas or we haven't. You know, life has a way of of teaching us things um, that can sometimes be painful and leave scars that we need to suture up and the way that we do that it is by healing. So I really never recognized how important that healing step was until until recently and taking that step away from my life by going back to my hometown and and facing a lot of these things really has taught me just just so much. So let's get into these five things. I don't mean to go on and on and on. I would love your guys' I hate that I make that sound. I'm very sorry. I would love your guys' feedback. If you guys like shorter podcasts or longer podcasts, I promise that I am going to start to have guests on the podcast. Just wanted it to be you and I for a little bit, for a few episodes, so that we could really connect before I start bringing other people on. And I have been going through 
so much recently and really facing myself on, on every level I possibly can. So I really wanted to share that journey before I explore other people's journeys, which I'm very excited to do. So again, with that being said, just let me know if you like the shorter podcast or the longer podcast or how you guys are feeling about this podcast in general. That would be lovely. All right, five things I've learned about healing. Number one, this is number one on purpose. It is the singularly, singularist, singular, you know, it is the most important, single most important thing I've learned about healing. And that is healing is not linear. Take a moment. Healing is not linear. And what I mean by that is, It is not, I heal this and then I move forward and I face something new and then I heal that and then I move forward like a staircase. I'm just climbing up the staircase of healing. Eventually, I will get where I need to go and become who I need to become. I think, honestly, this idea that healing is linear is constructed, socially constructed and kind of perpetuated through society because it's this idea that you heal and then you move on. And... That is not my experience, and nor is it a lot of experiences of the people I've talked to that have really gone to war with themselves. And um, what it what it really has looked like for me is is taking two step forward, two steps forward, feeling good, and then being triggered by something and and facing that could be the same thing, could be something similar all over again. And then three steps forward, and then I'll take one step back, and then four steps forward. You know, it's just kind of like this this all-encompassing healing process is not climbing, but rather it's not... It's not climbing up something, it's kind of just exploring around that makes any sense. You know, I, I believe that we face ourselves, we do so much work on ourselves, and then we expect that thing to be gone. And, and that's not what I found with healing. I can do a lot of work. And then a year, six months, three months down the road, some I'll wake up and it will hit me or I will be triggered by something and it will hit me again and I'll work through it again. And that's not to say it doesn't get easier every time or the time frame of of that work is a lot shorter. I just think we need to realize that there is no shame in how we heal. There is no guilt in how we heal. We need to stop that narrative altogether that this is just, it's it's just a process and it's not going to come like a staircase. It's just, you heal one thing and you could always come back to it or you could come back to it a few more times or you could come back to it only one more time. But however many times we revisit it is what's necessary for us to learn the lessons that we need to learn. And, And that's okay. That's okay. Healing was never meant to be anything other than an exploration of our true selves. All right, hopefully that made sense. Number two, to heal it, stay with me, to heal it, you have to feel it. And it can be brutal. Truthfully, I have 
tried to heal things without feeling them. This is a true fact, okay? I don't know if anyone else has done this, but this is definitely the way I like to do things. I like to become aware of it. So something will come up for me and then I, I build an awareness around it. So I'll get curious. I'll ask myself why this is coming up, why I'm feeling this way. I get curious about what it is, my, do, my deep rooted pain in that moment. And then I'll just stay in the awareness of it. I'll stay in the awareness and then I'll be like, okay, we need to do some work on that. And then I even sometimes try and do the work with merely just the awareness without going into the fully feeling of it. And unfortunately, we aren't truly, truly mending those open wounds if we don't sit in that open wound first. And that was, you know, after my divorce, like I had said, for those two years, that's really where I came to is this this, this realization that I was trying to heal my pain without truly feeling it, without with just the awareness that it needs to be healed and therefore I could heal it. No, 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 no. You know, I had to um, take a hard look at myself and really sit in my pain. So what that meant for me was, you know, when I deal with my childhood traumas, I go back to that moment. I close my eyes, I go back to that moment and I feel that moment in order to heal that moment. I am working on, I'm not completely there, but I'm working on that realization is that to heal it, you have to feel it. So whenever I'm feeling an emotion and I realize the root pain of it, I try and go back to that moment, the root pain of it and feel it all over again and be in that wound so that I can really feel through that emotion. And I just think that that's so important because being aware of it and feeling it are going to make the difference in if you truly heal through it. The third thing that I need to say is nobody can do it for you. Nobody can do your healing for you, unfortunately. There's this, you know, this narrative that I held that if I talked about enough, some of the pain I, I had, if I talked about it enough with um, the people that I loved, you know, that that would be healing it. I would get the right advice at some point or someone would give me the right direction or somebody would say something that would make me feel better. And therefore that could count as healing. And what I realized is that nobody can do your healing for you. Although somebody might say something that is encouraging or motivating or, or help you have a realization in that moment, there is no work when it comes to healing, like sitting with yourself and in that moment of, of pain. Again, going back to, to feeling it, you can only do that with yourself. And as much as it's very important that we have a strong support system, it's also important that we take those moments on our own to face this stuff. And when we come out of it, great, let's talk to somebody, let's have a support system, let's, you know, feel loved and, and supported and in this healing journey. But the true work has to be you versus you. And oh, that's tough, guys. <laughs> Honestly, it's really, really tough. I really wish I could just, you know, talk to my sister 
through everything and then that will heal it. But I've learned that talking to her is so important to my healing, but it is not the reason why I am healing. The reason why I am healing is because I'm, I'm sitting through it and I'm going to my pain. I'm going to the source and moving from there. All right, number four. This was a tough one for me. At the beginning of this two months when I was going back to my hometown to face all of these things and, and do some of this work, I really was like, okay, after those two months, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna be healed. Honey, that is not how it works. That's not how it works. What I've learned about healing is that there is no end point. There is really no end point to healing because this goes back to the fact that it's not linear. If it's not linear, then we can't have a definite end point. Maybe the pain stops coming up or comes up way less. That can be true. But is there a true end point? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't believe that there is. Maybe there are people who believe that there is, but I think healing is just a journey and, and the beauty of healing is, is the journey. And I think we can always be triggered by things and, and the pain can come up less often. But I think the true source of seeing how our growth is happening through healing is how quickly we're able to overcome it. And I've noticed that with my own healing, there are certain triggers now that when they hit me, I'm able to move through it way quicker. When I an emotion arises of trauma that I experienced as a child, I'm able to move through it quicker. And that's my sign that I am healing. Not the fact that I don't feel it, that I don't feel the pain, but the fact that I'm able to move through it quicker, that's my sign for me that healing is happening within me. So I stopped this whole narrative that like one day I'm going to be a completely healed person. <laughs> I'm just going to be perfect. I'm not going to have any pain. I'm going to be completely healed. And actually it's only going to take me, oops, sorry, it's only going to take me two months to do so. Uh, that's not how it worked for me. And I don't think that's how it works for a lot of people. Um, but I'm learning to embrace the journey and realizing that small wins, like moving through an emotion um, quicker is, is still a win. It's still proof that healing is happening. The fifth thing I learned about healing is that it is necessary to release all expectations that we hold over healing. Like I said before, the expectation that I could heal everything in my life in two months or the expectation that people are going to respond to your healing in a productive, supportive, and loving manner. Also false. You know, all the expectations we hold over healing, we really, I think it's important that we go into it with a surrendered mindset because I went into my healing journey and I'm still in it very much so, but I initially went into it with a lot of expectations and what that ended up doing was halfway through, I was like in more pain than ever because not only was I I'm moving through my traumas and, and a lot of emotion, I was also dealing with the fact that, whoa, 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 this isn't how I thought this would go. You know, this isn't, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to be over this. I'm supposed to be healed from that. Um, this person is supposed to love and support the fact that I'm healing. You know, all of these 
expectations we have. So I think if you're going to go on a healing journey, I really think it's important that you write out your expectations first and then kind of get to the root of why you hold those expectations. And if they're necessary, you know, if, if those expectations are really the truth, because the expectations I held, they weren't, they weren't the truth. Nobody is, owes me support or, you know, motivation to do this healing. Nobody owes me really tough conversations or really owes me the fact that to meet me in my healing. No, nobody owes me that. And, and also the expectation that I'm going to be just healed in two months. Absurd. That's not reality, you know? Um, so accepting that it, the expectations I held actually hindered me a lot on this journey. And so now when it comes to my healing, I'm looking at it from a point of view of very surrendered. I surrender to the fact that there is probably a lot more work I have to do, a lot more healing I have to do. I'm just not going to hold any expectations over what that has to look like. And, and if I revisit old pain still, that doesn't mean I'm not healed. And if somebody can't show up for me, that doesn't mean that they need to, that, that I can't do this on my own. You know, just a lot of narratives and expectations I held about healing that if you're going to go on this journey, just make sure you write them all out and really face them before you go on the journey because it might save you more tears than I had. <laughs> So yeah, those are my five things. Those are the five things I found the most revealing about healing. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> the most revealing um, about the healing that I've done so far on this journey. And, and again, so much more work to do, but I'm very excited about facing myself, about being in this, because once you're in the arena and you start to go to war with yourself, there's no better feeling than when you are faced with another trauma and you're able to move through it a little bit quicker, that things don't sting as bad because you are armored, because you have gone to war with yourself, because you have healed these wounds. You know, it's um, it's an exciting journey to be on and I, I can feel the change it's creating in me. So I thought I would share my five things. Hopefully those those help you guys or give you some insight or you know you're able to take the fact that you're not alone if you if you have expectations of healing or if you believe that building an awareness of healing is enough, you don't actually have to feel it because I really wish honestly, I really wish that one was true. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Just wanted to sit down and and just share share where I'm at. I would love to know how you guys are doing and and what your guys' vision is on healing, if you guys are, are working through anything or what things healing has taught you in this life. Yeah, please, please share that with me. All right, guys, that is it. Thank you guys so much for being here and, and listening to me. I hope you guys are finding some comfort in this podcast or or just some connection, really. I love you guys very much. I will see you in my next podcast. In the meantime, I am uploading videos on YouTube and my Instagram is always popping with something. Gabrielle.olivia, the O is a zero. So hopefully I can find you guys there. 
I will talk to you guys soon. Love you.